it's going to take at least a year of consistency, you know, before you're really going to see like some huge growth. Definitely. Every now and then, like you said, you know, you, you got onto TikTok and then the video started doing well pretty early on, but it takes time, man. And, and like, it's even and harder just now. Don't want, yeah. Oh, it's way yeah. harder now because everybody's posting content, but I still think it's really early on. I yeah. think, I still think that like if a new business were to come in and start posting today, there, there's still a lot of opportunity. I, I still, I still don't think there's like, it's harder for sure, but there's still opportunity. Yeah, it's it's a free commercial. Like, like for one, who even watches? T I'm not going to say people don't really watch cable TV that much. Mm -hmm. It's mostly everything stream, everything stream. And it's like, do you want to go, like in the old days, like I don't understand how anybody survived in the old days. Like who can afford a TV space at two in the morning? That's probably when it'd be on mm -hmm. or a newspaper or a magazine. So it's just like you have an opportunity every day to make a commercial that can possibly reach millions of people like exactly it's a for us at this point now if we don't hit like on tiktok like when i was consistent if we didn't hit like a hundred thousand views it was a failure in my opinion like because like that should be the bare minimum and it was like say everything that we would do would be in the hundreds of thousands for, for a nice stretch when i was consistent mm -hmm. but the minute you're not consistent it starts treating you like everybody else like yep. having a million followers <laughs> means nothing if you're not consistent because yep. the, the algorithm gets all messed up and it turns against you and you get <laughs> shadow banned i guess i yeah. don't know what it is but it's true though yeah because i mean that and all those other videos that are, that got the hundreds of thousands those pour into the next video yeah. the next video so you, yeah, you have to be consistent the second you're not like you said it, it, get, it gets tough for sure and stop so, trying to make the perfect video yeah you just gotta put it out yes yeah, just put everything out and then like if you, if you don't like it too much delete it i guess but like stuff pops three or four weeks later mm -hmm. like somebody like they always use this one for like some of our videos that shouldn't have went viral but they did like somebody asked for some ice in their cereal i was like do you guys really do this put ice in it like six million views like it's just the stuff that you never expect yeah. that you put no energy into is what pops off when you really try to write out a script and get lights and stuff it just doesn't work it's authenticity anymore. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is too. Because you're just, and again, you put you put it up. It's not very high. Like I think the less highly produced videos do really well on TikTok because people want to see just like what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, you're you know you're pouring ice something or your life or you know it, it doesn't need to be this you know like when we do our podcasts and stuff. It's like very highly produced, but you know those actually those videos actually don't do very well on TikTok. They do well on Instagram uh, when we chop these up into reels and all that. But like the ones that do the best, at least for me on my TikTok. It's those ones where I'm talking at the camera or I'm doing something and yes. those ones do way better way, for sure. Way better. That's so. yeah, it's so weird. Like <laughs> I think that's why the big companies, McDonald's and all of them, I think for their following and for their budget, they struggle on social oh, yeah. media. And that's why they pay all these influencers. It's like, why do you guys pay all these marketing people millions of dollars? Well, let's say hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to go get influencers to do all the work like yep some at some point you guys are going to realize you're wasting a lot of money yeah but we'll uh, see that's yeah. funny well, they're never going to realize yeah. it. <laughs> so tactical business stuff now so obviously when you first open up you don't have very many sops don't have very many processes probably no. don't have any anything at all I don't even know what an sop is really at that <laughs> point <laughs> and so how do you start developing those things so now when you open, like so what's the process look like now when you open a new store do you have a lot of that stuff still oh, or are yeah. you guys winging it still no no well <laughs> <laughs> i guess everyone's winging it no here. no well no say we have yeah. everything we need at this point because uh like i said opening that arizona store we had to get 
all that information and stuff to him. So we have like a training manual, how you want to, um, you know, how to open a store, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, now we're working with another restaurant group and we're, uh, like I said, I thought we weren't winging it, but I realized we were still kind of winging it, like mm -hmm. not really having like the back office system that breaks down your cost of goods, uh, your employees, how much, like, you know, it's just pretty much mm -hmm. all your uh, analytics of your business. So like, that's what we're getting into now to really bring everything together. So yeah, we're still uh, growing in that aspect. But like I said, it's different. Like, like say our biggest issue has always been like not having the financial backing to scale. It's mm -hmm. always just been like, we have enough to open, so go we'll it. grow it. So yeah. I think once we, once we get all that situated, um, I think there's so much potential in our business still like uh like i said we uh we can make over a million we'll make oh we we have over a million dollars in a year but we still spend zero money on marketing that's huge and like that's that's good but it's terrible because it's it's not how we should be operating growing our business but it's always been like you know what's more important at this time paying employees or paying for facebook ads or doing stuff like this so we've we we really maximize our free resources and it has to be you know, social media or going into events or just, you know, doing anything we can. So as we continue to grow and we have like financial backing, I think every store can at least improve 30 to 40%. I wow. mean, just by having, I mean, just by running ads and everything. And mm -hmm. uh, like I say, I'm still, I have to, you know, meet somebody who can help me because running ads for our neighborhood stores compared to the strip, like how does that work? Like how do you mm -hmm. hit people that are in town for two or three days? So it's just still a lot more learning that, I have to do personally like i hate when people think they have all the answers because they really don't and there's always other people that have more um more experience and that's what i try to do anytime someone needs help or have questions i try to help them so they don't have to experience all the mistakes that i've made just on the go like not having mentors or anything like that it's just literally throwing myself to the wolves so mm -hmm. that's the uh biggest thing is just trying to yeah, trying to make things a little easier going <laughs> yeah, forward. I gotcha. So with all of these products, right? Because you have so many different ingredients, so many different cereals, so many different you know flavors of ice cream. How do you manage all of that inventory? Well, it's it's simple, but it's easy because we only sell three different ice creams. Okay. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. That's your base. So then you choose what you want. So it's really like, yeah, getting this, you know, making sure we keep all the cereals is a little hard at times, uh, especially if we post about a cereal and then we it's sold out or something. But uh, we kind of use the same. It's just pick your cereal, pick your milk, pick your ice cream. Like it's it, the the day to day part of it is pretty simple. Uh, and is, when it was comes that, to that. Oh, was that always the case, or did you guys start off with a bunch of different things, or where did you always know that it was going to be three? Well, I milk and then your ice cream. It was pretty much that because. Um, we only have so much space in our first store for ice cream, so we couldn't have 15 different ice creams. And I know that those are the standard three most popular flavors, mm -hmm. and they kind of go well with all the different flavors of cereal. So it was just, uh, I don't like, every time I, I'm so picky, like let's say if I go get a cheeseburger, I'm like, no pickles, no onions, add tomato. So I'm like, let people just customize, let them, let them choose what they want to do. So one, we're not really responsible for giving them something nasty, yeah. but kind of, you know, put that pressure back on them. But really quick, we realized that people, uh, they don't like making decisions. Yep. Like They're like, oh, no, it's so overwhelming seeing over 100 cereals. So then we were like, well, let's just make some specialty 
milkshakes. So I came yeah. up with a couple of ideas. You know, they have more premium ingredients, so it costs a little more. And all of a sudden, all of our numbers <laughs> grow about twenty percent. Yeah, because everybody wants to just pick off of the board. Nice. So that was the another big moment in our thing is adding a couple. You know, we have ten specialty milkshakes, and people love them. That's probably sixty percent of the milkshake sales are the more wow. expensive that cost. You know, thirty percent more. So nice way to make a couple extra dollars. Absolutely. 